Welcome to What Do You Think? I'm Al. And I'm C. This is, was a giant piece of shit. I'm just getting Jesus that out Christ. there. Jesus Christ. Um, this so is yeah, bad. Should we just, like, we can give, we know our ratings now, right? Is that easy to say? This fucking this sucks. This fucking sucked. It was, the, 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 this makes the, the, the 2003 Daredevil look like the Dark Knight. This makes, this is Marvel's version of Catwoman, almost. Ooh, that's, almost. that's deep. That's it, deep. It's this, just, it's this just shot Morbius a little better. Passable. Oh, yeah, definitely. Morbius, no. Morbius just looked stupid, but, uh, or, or just, you know, it, it had a stupid plot and very thin characters, but it, it was somewhat, like, it was just me. It was bad in, like, the sense of, like, oh, uh, it just, no one cared. This? What the fuck was this? I don't know. It was trash. By the way, what is this that we're talking about, Al? Did I just say Madam Web? No, you didn't. I, I don't know if I did or not. Anyway, this is Madam Web. This is the fourth movie in the Sony universe of Spider-Man Marvel character. I have like Sony has like an official name for like their Spider-Man without Spider-Man cinematic universe. And it's like yeah. so lo- it, it's stupid. But this is like the fourth one because it was. And the it, last. No, no, no. Craven the Hunter is after oh, this. It's okay. also coming out this year. Uh, so we had Venom. Then we had Venom, Let There Be Carnage. And then we had Morbius. The two Venom, like the first Venom did pretty well. And, you know, it was mediocre, but it did okay, like box office wise. Uh, the second Venom movie was like played with like production issues. Uh, it was directed by Andy Serkis. For those didn't you know, know somebody who worked on both of them? Actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a really good college buddy who worked on who worked on uh, the first one. Okay. Um, So Andy Serkis directed the second one. They had to cut it to pieces for reasons I still don't quite know. Uh, mm. And it ended up being this 90 minute thing and 90 minute mm. movies are not bad it's just no. it, it was very obvious that they had ideas and then all the ideas got scrapped and they just had a bare bones plot with it um listen i i think woody harrelson was an inspired choice for cletus cassidy uh i i actually really like the humor between venom and uh and eddie brock but you know the movie was definitely a significant downgrade from the first one i only saw the first one so i wouldn't know Morbius was like just bad in that sense of like oh they just didn't care this was like it was like uh, Morbius was a contractual obligation is yeah, what it felt like, like almost almost uh, I'm trying to like like it was like Ghost Rider bad Nicolas Cage Ghost Rider bad the first one the one that came out mm-hmm. in 2007 yeah where you're like oh this is just not well done it's kind of stupid uh, okay whatever obviously uh, Matt Smith who plays the villain is having fun with it uh, Jared Leto's taking it way too seriously. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Madam Web, like, I, I don't know about you, C. When I heard that they were making a Madam Web movie, I was like, uh, okay, why? Like, like, I get, like, oh, let's get Spider-Man villains and make movies out of that, but she's not even a Spider-Man villain. She's just, like, someone who appears every once in a while. Like, so Madam Web is, like, a character. She kind of plays, like, she's, like, a fortune teller type deal thing like mm-hmm. she 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 appears to spider-man this could have like, this should this should have been like sony's version of agent carter where it's like a series they do with her i think that would have been better if they really wanted to use her really badly um i i don't know all i know is that like it was so weird and when they were when they cast dakota johnson i was like okay so they're they're going like with her origin story let's see how that goes and then when i heard that like 
oh, Sydney Sweeney's playing uh, Julia Carpenter or Cornwall in this. Uh, they got Elizabeth Merced as Anya Corazon, and they got Celeste O'Connor as Maddie Franklin. These play various Spider Women, like various in- incarnations of Spider Woman, the character Spider Woman. I was like, interesting. Uh, Sydney Sweeney's character Julia Cornwall is the most famous Spider Woman, um, mm-hmm. or the second most famous Spider Woman. She was the, like. She was like Tony Stark's girlfriend in the '90s. She was like his girlfriend. She was like his girlfriend in his like animated TV show, right? Before, oh, really? Before Marvel went back to Pepper Potts, uh, hmm. so that's kind of that's that, that was kind of her claim to fame. She was like, for from like the '80s until the late '90s, she was a Tony Stark's girlfriend, and she was. Is that like woman. still? Is that still canon? Like, do they acknowledge it or do they undo that? Uh, I don't know because now the. So she was always the second most famous Spider Woman. The most famous Spider Woman is um, uh, the brunette with the red suit. I forget her name. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, that everyone everyone has been trying to make like a movie out of. Like I know she's like back with the her rights are back with the MCU, but mm-hmm. for the life of me, I cannot remember her name. She's like besties with like Captain Marvel. Okay. Yeah, you're do, asking do, the wrong person. I don't know. You don't know? How do you know? Jessica Drew. That's her name. Jessica Drew. Okay. So she's Jessica like the Drew. most famous one. She, she was the one that like recently got pregnant. She was also oh. in, a version of her was also in Across the Spider-Verse. Uh, okay. Played by uh, Issa Rae, I think. But anyway, anyway, going back to Julia yeah. Carpenter. Going back mm-hmm. to Julia Carpenter. So when I heard like, oh, they're, they're, so I was like, okay, they're getting like all the female Spider-Man heroes together. Okay, that'll be interesting. And then I heard rumors that uh, Adam Scott was playing Uncle Ben, that Emma Roberts was playing uh, was playing like Mary Parker, who is Mary Parker is a uh, is Spider Man's mom. I was like, oh, what what is this? This is interesting, right? You know, you're like, okay, th- it's gonna be something about like pr- maybe they're gonna try to protect Mary or something like a Terminator type thing. I don't know. I was just thinking like, why is it that they have like all these Spider Women characters here. I, I I would be interested to see like what's going on. And then I saw the trailer. That silence mm-hmm. is intentional. Yeah. Yeah, the trailer was bad. Like to... the trailer was just weird. It was just Can very I ask strange. You a question, Can I ask you yeah. an honest question? Mm-hmm. What do you think of Dakota Johnson as an actress? Here's where I'm at with Dakota Johnson. I don't think she's that great of an actress, but she's such an interesting, like, she gives, it's weird. Her interviews are, like, more interesting than her performances. Mainly that's because some of them went really viral. I understand that. Um, Are you talking about the one where she, like, like, she was, like, with... What is it? Architecture's Digest. And well, there's was, two. There's 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 two. I'm thinking of off the bat, but there's I think there's a, there's technically three sort of well known ones. There's the one where she's talking about the limes, and then it's later revealed that they weren't really there or they weren't. Well, it wasn't her house. Like it wasn't like, even Architecture her house, Digest yeah. just had her like tour a house that wasn't hers, and yeah. she goes like, "Yeah, that's not even my house." Also, I'm allergic to limes. So yeah, there was that, but also it was her calling out Ellen DeGeneres like very publicly in the interview mm-hmm. with her. And then I know you can find clips of her with um, doing uh, it, when she's interviewed with for uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. You can tell like after the first one, she clearly could give a shit, um, and people are just pointing that out. So in the sense of she seems genuinely like an interesting person to talk to, but in the few things I've seen her in, which have not been many. I've not been like wowed entirely. Um, what about you? Where's your thoughts on it? 
I really liked her in uh, oh God. What was it was it, it was like an Oscar nominated film with Olivia Coldman. Um, uh, what was it called? God, uh, the Lost Daughter. I really liked her in that one. She, she was really was good in, in that. Oh, one. she was in the Lost Daughter, and yes, she, she was also in she, Peanut Butter Falcon, which you liked. Yep, I do love that movie. Okay, I'm I'm not placing her in movies she was in. I loved Peanut Butter Falcon. I really liked the Lost Daughter. Thought she was very good in that too. So she, yeah, okay. She she's there's also another movie that a mutual friend of ours have seen called Our Friend, where she's like playing a dying woman, mm-hmm. and like her her husband's best friend is like living with them, mm-hmm. trying to take care of her and him when she finally passes on. And he told me like, oh, this movie's great. You need to watch it. It's like so heartbreaking. Um, but you know, so the couple things I've seen her in, I I really like her. Like I was like, oh, she's she's good in this. Uh, I, I think it was a little unfair that people are like, oh, she's like a hardcore Nepo baby. She was like the first famous Nepo baby um, in this current era. And people would always give her shit about that because, you know, her mom is like, who's her mom? Um, I know her dad's Don Johnson. Her mom is. Wait, her dad's Don Johnson. I didn't know that. Yeah, but I can't I remember who that. her mom is. Uh, is her mom Tip- someone also famous? Yeah, Tippi Hendren's daughter. Oh, OK. Uh, also so, yeah. an actress. Uh, yeah. I can't, yeah, I can't remember her name. Um, but, uh, yeah, no. So I was always like, no, she's, she's pretty good. Obviously, obviously she got her career started because her parents were at one point in time A-list actors. Yeah. But, uh, you know, obviously she paid her dues with doing the Fifty Shades of stuff and, you know, whatever. Uh, but now she's, like, trying to break out doing blockbusters again. And this is what you, – did you hear the rumor that, like, her and Sydney Sweeney were, like, under the impression that they were joining an MCU movie, not a Sony Marvel movie? How? Why would they think that, though? There was no indication of that. Did they not read the contracts? Well, you know actors don't read contracts. I mean, I mean this actually, just do this, it for them. Well, sure. this, this is actually kind of funny. Like, a month into doing press for Madam Web, she fired her agency. Really? Yeah. So she has new agents now. So maybe. So basically, she did not like the terms of this movie. <laughs> more like, more like she was under the impression she was doing a Marvel movie. Her agent probably said, "Yeah, this is a Marvel movie," and, and it technically was, but it and wasn't. And then she's like, "Where's Kevin Feige?" Oh no, no, no! It's not that Marvel movie. Uh, it's the one with Avi Arad as the producer, and she just. It's n- oh, oh no, 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 Sydney! It's not the ones that make money. Let's let's be honest. <laughs> no, no, uh, Dakota, Sydney, Sydney, Sydney. Oh, Dakota, sorry. Oh yeah. Yeah, um, but. Yeah, I mean, and Sydney Sweeney's still a newer actress. It's it's. She'll I'm not be saying fine. She, no, 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 they'll both be fine. I think, but you know, I think it was more like she's a newer actress in the sense that hey, this is a superhero movie. You're gonna want to take it, and she probably did. She was like, okay, mm. yeah, that that credit to Sydney Sweeney in I, that case. But yeah, you know, one thing I want to talk about, uh, kind of the so there there, there are two things I want to talk about before we just tear into the, this movie, a new asshole. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, the writer, a couple of the writers of Madam Web, Matt Sazama, or Sazama, and, uh, the Burke Sharpless, their writing team, okay. they also wrote Morbius, and oh, shit, they also Jesus. wrote, they also wrote, uh, The Last Witch Hunter. Oh, they also wrote sake. Gods of Egypt. Well, the, well, okay, first of all, The Last Witch Hunter is really an adaptation of, of um, Vin Diesel's D and D campaign, he did. You want? You want me? Ca- I'm just gonna list out the movies. Oh Morbius, no, worse. Yeah. 2017 Power Rangers, but that had like a whole team of writers. 
Yeah, that's and that's Gods, I like that movie. Gods of Egypt. Okay. The Last Witch Hunter and Dracula Untold. Oh God! Wait, why are they getting work? I'm sorry. Okay, 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 okay. That's that was that's what I was thinking too. Like, how the fuck are these two guys getting work? They're hacks. And then, uh, do you? Do you I, I don't know if you're on X a lot, but I follow a lot of screenwriting uh, accounts on X. Oh, I think I know what you're about to say, but go on. And the there's one I think he's called like the bitter scriptwriter. Mm-hmm. He talked. He tweeted about like, oh, I know everyone's kind of shitting on Sazama and uh, Burkus, uh, or whatever the fuck is the other guy's name is. I know they're the shitting two writers. On the two writers. I know they're shitting on them because if you look at their credits, it's it's all shit, right? Yeah. But, like, you have to understand that if you haven't read their first complete draft or, like, or like their, their spec draft, right, that you really have no idea how they are as writers because I've read, like, the, their original Dracula Untold. I've read their original Last Witch Hunter, their original Gods of Egypt, and the original Morbius. And they, were, they weren't, like, going to win Oscars, but they were really, really well done. Mm. Um, and you have to understand that the reason they keep getting work is that they're they're of that cadre of writers that are always going to say like, yes, Mr. Producer, we'll add that change on there. Of course, of course. They take all the feedback and that's why they keep getting work. And unfortunately, the feedback they get is almost always uh, destructive. Crap. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it's that thing of like either you take the – he says they're really good writers. They're just not good at – implementing bad ideas and trying to turn them into good ideas. They just put they just put the shit in that, without yeah. questioning. Yeah. And, but and, but that's how they keep getting work and then obviously things get changed even more during the editing process, reshoots are done, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, oh, well, I've always said uh, you get three versions of a movie, what you write, what you direct and what you edit. That's that's yeah. a fact. Yeah, but, and neither, none of those will be the same. Yeah, but he like he like if you find his account, he has them on there. He has like he has like uh, 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 files of their like finished spec drafts or, or their 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 complete drafts before the the changes and stuff, and mm-hmm. he says like, hey, again, not this ain't the Dark Knight, this ain't Iron or this ain't uh, 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 the Captain America movies, but mm-hmm. they're as good as like mid tier Avengers or mid tier uh, Marvel movies. It's just you mm-hmm. know they they take the they take the feedback and they can't turn it into anything good. So, mm-hmm. you know, just to tell Mr. Sharpless and Mr. Sazama, listen, you guys get a lot of shit, but hey, there's a reason you guys are getting work, but you guys really need to figure out how to fucking take shit notes and turn it into something decent. Yeah. Uh, the other person I want to talk about is uh, S.J. Clarkson, the director. Mm-hmm. Uh, see, do you know anything about S.J. Clarkson? I So I only know because I actually watched... Chris Stuckman's, Chris Stuckman's not review of the movie. That's the only way I can describe it. He talks because he's Chris Stuckman, who, to be clear, as a critic, I respect and has had, to, had a very a lot of interesting takes that I've enjoyed. But he's taken this path where he will no longer release a negative review. Um, he's gotten so a lot he, of shit for that. I know, I know. Yes, he he's basically vowed he's not going to do a negative review anymore, and. I still pay attention to him because when he likes something, I tend to lean in agreement with him, but not always. So then he finally, you know, wants to touch on Madam, talk about Madam Webb, like all of us are doing right now. But he decides to take this approach of contractual obligation. And to his credit, I think he is accurate about something that, that you've also mentioned with this other writer. But 
it's he mentioned the director a little bit and how she's only done TV, I think. And that's all I really know. But what what else do you know about her? So she's pretty much like the Catherine Bigelow of TV. Uh, she's She basically got her start doing uh, uh, British television. And then she, she started working, uh, I think, uh, in the early 2010s. She, made, she crossed over and started doing stuff like network TV like Ugly Betty, Heroes, House. Okay. But then uh, in 2011, she did Dexter. Uh, then she did Banshee. Uh, then she kind of went to basic cable with uh, with Bates Motel. Uh, and she, you know, she did some Netflix stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. She did a couple episodes of Jessica Jones. Then she went to the to the big leagues with uh, with uh, vinyl with HBO. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Hey, couple- that, that, say what you will. There are some really well crafted episodes in that show, from what I'd seen. Yeah, and uh, she did it. She did an episode of Succession, right? She did an episode of Succession. Uh, she directed a pilot for a Game of Thrones. Uh, that's TV right, show. and it was oh, that's what it is. Okay, and, and here's the thing. That she pilot, made a Game of Thrones pilot that never went anywhere. But here's the thing. Apparently, people were so impressed with her work on the pilot that mm-hmm. straight up, she was going to direct the the fourth uh, Star Trek movie with uh, the one that was going to have Chris Pine and Chris Hemsworth in it. Oh, shit. Like, like Paramount was so – I guess they got their hands on it. They were like, this is so good. You need to have your directorial debut with us, right? And obviously, mm-hmm. the thing fell through because there wasn't a script and – and Chris Pine and Chris Chris Hemsworth were going to be really expensive, so they so it ended up not happening. And who knows what's going to happen with the Kelvin timeline uh, Star Trek series? Uh, but I hope you know, I hope it gets a decent. I hope something decent happens. But it, but that's just me. From from what little research I conducted, she really was she really is like the Catherine Bigelow of of TV in the sense of like she's able to just really make compelling drama in any type of genre, right? Mm-hmm. Like superheroes with jessica jones and the defenders uh uh the 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 comedic black comedy drama in succession obviously yeah, it's all over the place yeah yeah like obviously she 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 was she also directed some episodes of orange is the new black so it was one of those things where you're like wow this is a really really impressive resume how are you not doing how are you not getting movie offers (laughs) it's really disappointing this is what she got and it's very obvious that she fell into the trap. And listen, I don't know this woman. She's obviously more successful than me. She'll be. She'll always be more successful than me. But it's very obvious that she fell into the trap that a lot of first-time, or at least first-time big-budget directors fall into, even when they're with Marvel Studios, which is, like, ultimately it's the producers who are running the show, not the director, mm-hmm. right? It's just yeah. that... Because you're in it's it's their world. You're just directing in it. Yeah, it's in the case of guys that. like Peyton Reed or or uh, or um, Daniel Destin Creighton or uh, what what who who else? Um, even even to an extent, the the Russo brothers. Mm-hmm. The, the guiding hand was Kevin Feige. Is Kevin mm-hmm. Feige? Who did S.J. Clarkson have guiding her hand? A.B. Arad. Oof. Oof indeed. So ultimately this piece of shit exists because AVA Rad is he's just not a he's just not a good producer. He he does not have a good vision over what he wants to do. He got lucky with Venom because 
Like, if you fuck up because Venom. Because Venom's... A, also, Venom's a really... Po- Venom is a such a popular character that there was a moment when Venom became more popular than Spider-Man. That's no longer the case, but there was a minute when that oh, happened. Oh, yeah. The, the, so the, that's the, the, the only reason 90s. why that... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the OG 90s. But that's, like, really the only reason why that movie did as well as it did because you have a lot of Gen X fans who went the fuck out to see it. You know what? That's kind of the thing. AVA Rad is so tuned into like what was popular when Gen-, Gen X was young, but he doesn't know how to translate it into making like a, a movie in the 2020s. Well, he, I, don't, he, I don't think so. He just knows it was big. He doesn't understand why it was big. Yeah. Yeah. So um, right before we watch the trailer and start shitting on this movie, uh, yeah. just want to let you know, C and I were never going to do a serious review of this. Like, like, mm. listen, he, he and I don't like watching bad movies. Who does? If we can help it. If we can help yeah. it. Who does, right? And, you know, we don't get paid for this shit, so why do we have to suffer for that? But along with our friend Jay, we were like, hey, let's, let's kind of, quote, unquote, elevate our minds and just laugh at this shit. <laughs> And that's what we did. And uh, yeah, let's we just got say, real elevated. Let's just say, uh, let's just say that uh, uh, it was still so bad that I walked out. I walked out. I, I walked out, and every time I was trying to go back in, I would just watch it for like ten minutes, just standing there, and I'd be like, no. <laughs> I just. Yeah. I even texted you at one point, like, "Where are you?" And you'd be like, "I can't be here right now." And I'm like, "Okay, okay, fine." Um, I will also add, and I'll get into this a little bit more slightly. When I first saw this in the um, special state of mind that I was in, I was convinced while watching it at the time. Okay, this is just how I'm seeing it right now. There's no way. This movie is as incomprehensible as I'm currently perceiving it. Um, spoiler alert, folks. It fucking is. But we'll get into that. All right. Let's watch the trailer and then laugh at this. What do you want from me? Why do you care for me? Hey, come on. Get your stuff. Let's go. A week ago, I spent my life racing against time. I'm gonna help you out today, okay? Trying to save people who were running out of it. Until one moment changed everything. Come on! Welcome back to Bolanda the Living. I don't understand what's happening. I've been having visions. I knew he was gonna die. I think I'm seeing the future. New York City is a whole new level of crazy these days. What do you want from me? New York City is a whole new level of crazy these days. This is an emergency. Get off the train. That man's trying to kill you. What? Who are you? What is going on? I can see the future. Oh, what the hell? She didn't see that coming? That's <laughs> not how it works. I've seen that man before. So who is he? Ezekiel Sims. He was in the Amazon with my mom when she was researching spiders right before she died. Wait, 
I recognize you. You live in my building. You're the paramedic. Yeah, you almost ran me over. You don't think this is weird? How we're all connected? It's honestly like the least weird thing that's happened all day. What do you want me? I have no idea what those girls have come. Why don't you want from me? I think he can see into the future. He's trying to change what happens. Julia, get down! Why aren't you scared of me? Why do you care for me? Your future was almost so different. Where do we go? If you want to live, you have to trust me. You're showing off. Maybe a little. Brought to you by Pepsi. <laughs> I thought I imagined that. I swear to God, I thought I imagined that. I was like, wow, like I'm like, it, like I'm getting subliminal Pepsi messages in my in my elevated state. And then like I just rewatched uh, a little bit of the of, of the clips on online, and I was like, oh no, that was real. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, folks. Oh, God. <laughs> so, <sighs> here's the problem. Here's the problem. What do you do when you have a character that's conceived as like a kind of like a, a prophet, uh, kind of the, 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 a foreseer? Like, like, what do you do when you conceive a character that's inherently an old woman who predicts the future? Right. And she's just kind of there to be a Yoda. Right. That's how the character's conceived. And you're like, but how do we make it work for her to be a blockbuster lead? That would take a lot of creative, like, ingenuity. Like, you get, you gotta really. It think- would take a goddamn writer's room, honestly. <laughs> I mean, this, yeah. Yeah. And not I'm not just like saying two I'm not what I'm saying is not just like two writers working on it, but you have to have multiple perspectives on this. Cause she can see into the future and this whole movie's about how she can see into multiple alternate possible futures and what what could happen. And she you need people like hashing out different perspectives on this, but at the same time you also need a singular vision for this. So you simultaneously need a bunch of opinions and a single one to to like end up being right, which is very difficult to do to the point where one might think this isn't worth doing, but Sony had other ideas. Because you, you want to know why, see? You want to know why? Why? Because capitalism. You, well, capitalism. <laughs> but Sorry. here's the problem. Inherently, the character as created does not work as a lead. When you have to retrofit everything about her so much that it's basically a totally new character, what the fuck are we doing here? Right? What the fuck are we doing here? It's like, you know, (laughs) you know, you can make a movie about Alfred Pennyworth. You want to know why? Because he was in the RAF when he was a young man. Right? They did a TV show for a minute. Yeah, they did a TV show about it. Like, like he actually kicked ass as a young man. There's, there's backstory about that whole thing. I mean, yeah. Michael Caine's Alfred are... alludes to it, 
Because uh, uh, this character's a literal plot device. That's the problem. Yeah, yeah. So. She, she never developed. All you knew about Madam Web was that she was some weird, spooky witch lady who was blind, who saw Spider-Man's future, right? Mm-hmm. That was it. And she wasn't even particularly popular until she popped up in the 90s animated series. And then after that, she became obscure again. Yeah. Right? So yeah, now you're like, okay, let's make her younger. Let, let's 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 make her younger as a young woman who just sees the future and it's all spider related you, shit. You know what you know what it was? They probably oh, thought no. oh. let's make her a young woman that she was born in like a weird spider voodoo bullshit in the Amazon. That was also really weird the way but what I was gonna say is in the sense of like shows like Medium, which I know is about communicating with the dead, but Medium or Ghost Whisperer or those kinds of movies where it's this woman, this young woman who's like connected to another kind of force in the way that those were popular. I think that's what they thought they could get away with. But I feel okay. like they had that idea. So, so Medium and, and like anything that involves like seeing the future, right? Like, um, yeah. like in, in the, the, in the black phone, right? Yeah. That's all that shit's like thriller to horror related. No, I know. Which this film this is not had, that. No, it's not that. But the trailer was kind of trying to give it a weird dark vibe, which it ends up not having um, at all. But that doesn't ugh. like. So, ugh. no, no, ugh, is right. This this. So, folks, let me just get off the bat. Listen, I think Dakota Johnson is a good actress. But it's very apparent. She she has that. Um, I'm trying to think of another actor who does this. Uh, she's like the anti Nicolas Cage, where if she sees a bad script and she realizes she's going to be in a bad movie, she just doubles down on the badness. Whereas Nicolas mm-hmm. Cage, if he realizes he's, he's in a bad movie, he legitimately believes by the force of will of his performance that he can he can make it good. It good. Yeah. Right. So I, I'm trying to think of another. Honestly, act- more people are like what Dakota Johnson does than the other way around. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of another notable example. Dakota, Jesus, why did I say that? But um, more people, fewer people do what Nicolas Cage does. Yeah, but who sense. who would be like an actor audience would know that be like, oh yeah, now I get it. Like, hmm. Um, I think. Uh, I don't know. There are oh um. Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves did it for a while. He doesn't do it anymore, but he did it for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Where he's just like, yep, I'm in this movie. Okay, whatever. Like, you know. in that, in that's between The Notebook and Drive, Ryan, Ryan Gosling did that a lot, too. He did. He did. But I think what's weird is people have looked back at some of those movies, and none of them are perceived as good or great, but it's kind of like, oh, what an interesting movie that was. Like No Good Deeds and Fracture, by no means perceived as good. Yeah, but you but you could tell that Ryan Gosling would just kind of just be saying the line and not really acting. This is true, especially in No Good Deeds. Yeah. That he really just but, didn't But uh, but uh, Dakota Johnson, when she's like reading a bad line, she's like, okay, I'm just going to say this, right? Mm-hmm. And listen, I get it. You, you, were, you were led astray. Your agent kind of like Fucked bamboozled you. you. Sorry. But fuck me, Miss Johnson. Come on. Like, like, at least give a shit. I don't think I've seen a movie in recent memory where the lead just, the lead actor, performer just did not give a shit. Every line, like, she has a line where she goes, where she goes like, yeah, I'm drinking this. Yeah, I don't have a mom. She's dead. And I was like, 
what the fuck? <laughs> you and I were laughing our asses off because yeah, like we were thought we, we kept thinking like okay somewhere along the line she's gonna start giving a shit and when it didn't happen I actually started getting annoyed. I was like, that was but like my thing. Go okay, ahead. I have to I have to bring this up, and this isn't about the acting, but I have to bring this up because this is again I alluded to this before the trailer of. I was convinced that the rate at which this movie was convoluted was my elevated state. Looking back at it, this movie did not have a script supervisor to pay attention to the fucking continuity, but on a much grander scale. It's like, hey guys, um, why is this taxi in the forest? How, what is it doing? Why is that there? Why are we not back in New? Why are we back in New York now so fast? And why are we back in the woods again? Oh, we're in a diner now. Okay. Why are we here? Wait, wait, oh, there's. Oh, Peter Parker's mom is pregnant with the baby, and we have Uncle Ben again. Oh, hi, Adam Scott. You're Uncle Ben for some reason. I don't know why. Listen, but this can, movie can, can, would can hop me? to locations Can I ask weirdly, you a question? And the, sorry, you a question? the characters would not act like anything was wrong, so it felt like a fever dream. I was like, what is No, happening? no, you're totally right. But let me ask you a question. Where the fuck was Richard Parker, and where the fuck was May Parker? Because who cares? I, That's I, what no, the movie... What, what, no, the movie was saying who cares. That's what the movie was saying. <laughs> see, we don't care about should you. The movie alludes that uh, Madam Webb is, like, in love with Uncle Ben, which is it's fucked up weird. already. It's weird. And, and he goes, like, yeah, this is serious. And I'm like, okay, we're going to be introduced to his fiance, who's, who's going to be his wife. And she, Aunt May never appears. And I was nope. like, why bring her up if she's not going to be in this movie? And then I kept thinking to myself, like, well, where's Richard Parker? Where, where's Ben's brother? Like, like it, it's, <laughs> like, again, it took me a while to be like, did Uncle Ben get May- Mary Parker pregnant? Is Uncle Ben Daddy Ben? And then I was like, oh, no, God, no, 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 let's not do that. No. Yeah. And again, because the movie doesn't care. Um, oh, dude, dude, I I looked into this and also sorry. It had I, I have to say one more thing. Sure. So the the actress that's from Girls, she's been in a few other things. Zoya Mamet, well. yeah. She plays like this hacker chick, and it's like. It's NCIS bad. Like what they have this character. No, 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 do. no, no, no. Don't, don't, don't talk shit about NCIS. The the goth girl on NCIS always gives like a hundred and ten percent. Zosha Mamet, I don't know what the fuck she was doing. I was more talking about the things they were having her say. Oh, like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> she was like, she had that like face of like, why am I here? And I'm like, yes, why are you here? <laughs> it's you know what? I feel like every time the actors like realized who, you know what it was. I feel like when they did a script read of this, all the actors got into, if they did a script read, this doesn't feel like a movie, a script read was done for, but assuming that one was done, they all got in and all the actors started looking around at each other and being like, what the fuck are you doing here? Like, I feel like they all realized like, wait, this is really mismatched. This doesn't make sense. I don't think this is going to work. And by the time they read the script, they were like, what? And I feel like the director was like, don't worry. It will make more sense when you see it. We're just going to be just doing a lot of time jumping, which I get now that's what the movie was doing. But like there's, you know what it is? You know how in, I can't think of a movie or TV show that has done this, but it has happened where you like learn that the supernatural character's perspective is very not human compared to other people. You know what I'm talking about? And like we realize that their perspective on everything is super different. Actually, a weirdly good example is even though this movie has a lot of problems in X-Men Apocalypse, they show Nightcrawler's perspective on when he's teleporting and how everything around him just disappears and then reappears in a cool way. Like it folds geometrically. 
Like, that was cool to see once. But this is as if the whole movie was like, let's show what everything would be like in in her perspective where she's kind of losing time and she's like seeing multiple things at once, save, but save. it's constant. Her perspective is literally the intro credits of the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies. I know. And it doesn't <laughs> make sense. And they just ran with it where I was like, I kept going like, yeah, the intro, the intro credit scenes with the, with the webs and they kept doing it over and over again. It was like, I was like, if you're going to steal, like at least steal well, you know, that's what Quentin Tarantino does. God. Yeah. So, um, the bad guy, Ezekiel Sims, right? Like, oh God. I thought, I thought, what a painfully I thought, annoying villain. Well, well, <laughs> he says a line. He goes like, "How would you feel if teenage, if you dream about teenage girls killing you?" And I was like, "Why does your voice sound so weird?" And I'm convinced. Also, I, I, that's a I, shitty line. I I cannot, I cannot prove with my research if this was or not, but. The, the actor is a, is an international actor. I'm convinced he got dubbed over. But I, well, I can't every, find any proof every, of that. Everything was dubbed over in this movie. The dubs were horrific. Dude, also, we're I talking about an 80s level dub with him. No, it was bad. It was bad. But I have to point it out It wasn't even lip synced well. No, I know. None of it was done well. There was also a weird moment of they're in the rainforest and for some reason they want to just like, Oh, he has a red umbrella. And I couldn't get that out of my head because it was such a bad transition. This thing was filled with shitty transitions too. That's actually in that way. It reminded me of, of uh, Catwoman because Catwoman famously has these awful, weird oh, music video yeah. transitions. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Where like it goes through the glass and it's in her house. And then it's like, what the fuck? And then she's playing basketball for a minute. And it's also fucking terrible. Like this oh. had that, this had that level of dude, bad dude transitions. the transitions like as she was like getting the visions and it would transition like a like a video game cutscene and you were like what why awful. like again this was such a early 2000s superhero movie and I'm like was this intentional because I know ABA Rad's the producer but was this intentional oh my god uh like this movie one of, one of the things I, I just couldn't understand why it kept happening was like. Okay. Excuse me. Why is he dreaming? If he's dreaming about these women, okay, this guy, he's afraid of these, this trio of girls in the future going to kill him. Why the fuck? Like, okay, if he, why doesn't he just hire assassins to kill them? Because the more he interacts with them, the more they're going to be like, yeah, we should kill this guy because he's trying to kill us. Right? Yeah. Um, oh, by the way, oh, the, uh, the product placement in this movie is really bad. Like, Sony has money. What the fuck, Sony? Like, like I, I watched Uncharted a few months ago, the, the one with Tom Holland, and it had product placement, but it was all Sony product placement. I'm just wondering, why the fuck? Why the fuck was Pepsi so prominent in this movie? Like, that why? That was weird. That, that, like, 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 I get it. Everyone uses Sony Android phones because in Sony world, no one has an iPhone. Okay, fine. No, in Sony world, Apple doesn't exist. <laughs> Yeah, Apple doesn't exist. Uh, oh, dude, you want to know what else was like? I, I just kept thinking to myself, like, why is this so bad? Why is this so bad? What? How she gets blind. So, so uh, Madam Web is blind. Like, mm -hmm. like she's blind. Yeah. <laughs> the reason she gets blind was so stupid. And here, here's what makes it better. <laughs> I still laugh because it was so stupid. They make 
Dakota Johnson, I, maybe Dakota Johnson was a bitch on set. I don't know. But the glass, her Madam Web glasses are so, like, I, I, I don't know how they put them on her face. And was like, <laughs> it was like, oh, this looks good on you, Miss Johnson. You look great. They ha- they give her the glasses. She look she it's the stupidest she's ever looked in the entire movie, and she says mm-hmm. this line. Now I see it was something like now I see better than before, and then it does mm. a fast forward to everybody in a costume, which is the only one of the few times you see the the girls in the costume, which again is such an early two thousands movie bullshit type of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, like, I I just. <sighs> This movie did feel like a movie made in like the early two thousands. I gotta, I gotta admit that too. Like, it, it, yeah, it just really read like Catwoman. I keep going back to that. This was, you know, you know what, you know what really bummed me out. What bummed you out? Well, well, first of all, having like a secret society of like spider people worshippers is fucked up. But when their leader ended up being like one of my personal that weird favorites. Amazonian thing, I forgot about. That, yeah, dude, that jungle dude, person, dude. Jose, his was. name is the actor's name is Jose Maria Yespik. He's a very well-regarded Mexican actor, really, re- really well-respected. I I walk into the theater, I look up and I see him, and I'm like, no, like, like I, I actually. Did you hear me scream? No, well, you were probably no. I I did not hear you. I I, I just went no. I was like. No, why is he in this? Oh no, oh no! And I just kept watching, and I'm like, <gasps> and he, when he goes like, "Yeah, I helped, I helped bring you to life, or I, I helped birth you," and I was like, "This movie has has hurt. no shame, has no shame. It really does. like, <laughs> I couldn't even connect. Like, how exactly are like spite? Like, how exactly are spiders like a like a like a cosmic mystical? I I don't know." I don't know. I, 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 I get it, Spider-Man, but this kind of ties into my bigger problem that the the origin story is so simple. Random kid has problems. You know, it's just a regular teenager by by act of fate gets bitten by a radioactive spider and now has spider powers. I hate how like they're trying to do this thing where they're trying to create this mystical like like destiny like like Peter Parker is chosen by the spider gods or whatever the fuck to be Spider-Man, the world's greatest spider hero bullshit thing. Mm-hmm. And I felt like that's what this movie was trying to do. Uh, you know, it was trying to artificially inflate. So here's the thing. You know how like there's DC and there's Batman. You know yeah. what I'm talking about? Yeah. What, what Sony is trying to say is, yeah, there's Marvel and then there's Spider-Man, but and while Spider-Man is certainly the most popular Marvel superhero, I don't think anyone would deny that. You know, only through the movies did Iron Man become as remotely popular as he did. His comic book line prior, though people read it and enjoyed it, it wasn't to the same degree. Um, but no superhero character has reached the zeitgeist level of Batman in the sense that he can exist in his own universe on his own completely in that way. The well, closest well, you get I, is Spider-Man, I would argue. Okay. On the Marvel side, I agree. It's Spider-Man. Because mm-hmm. the two most popular superhero or the two most popular comic book characters of all time are Batman and Spider-Man. And yes. like in the early two thousands, you would have said Spider-Man and Batman. Um, sure. so 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 it seems like every decade they switch. They do uh, switch, and that's totally fair. But what I'm saying is between the two, 
I think, especially now, Batman is more popular. It's close. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's close. Yeah. We love Spider-Man. I mean, and let me be clear. I am including Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse. I think that is the only successful thing to say. Yes, Spider-Man can be its own thing and have its own entire universe. But Madam Web, I don't think Madam Web tarnished the progress that Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse made. But it showed that it's limited in what you can do with it. There are limitations. Listen, I, 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 listen, every, everyone who's read a comic book has their favorite Spider-Man alternative suit, right? That's kind of always the joke. Like it's either the black suit or, or the, the, the Ben Riley suit or et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, the one iron, the one Tony Stark made with the spider arms. Yeah, the the, the yeah, or the one from Civil War, the Iron Spider yeah, suit. The Iron Spider, yeah. Uh, listen, that is a cool one. Yeah, that is a really cool one. Listen, I, I get that Marvel that or that Sony's like, listen, Spider Man has such a wide cast of characters that we we can make our own universe and not even have Spider Man. I I get how the pencil pushers could have thought that. Mm-hmm. But it's just, it's just, first of all, I don't know what the plan is. Like, eventually, someone's going to be like, okay, what does an alien symbiote, a vampire, a lady who can see the future, and a guy who has the abilities of wild animals, what the fuck is going to connect them all together? Like, in the comics, it's this teenager from Queens named Peter Parker. In this bullshit Sony Marvel cast of characters thing, what is it? What connects them? Right? And and that's that's kind of my ultimate question. Is like where where mm-hmm. are they going with this? Like, I really do feel, I really, really do feel that this is just AVA Rad's like so see, I don't know if you remember that after the Amazing Spider-Man 2 came out, uh, instead of doing the Amazing Spider-Man 3, they were gonna do a Sinister Six movie. Right, directed by uh, Drew Goddard, mm-hmm. and that it was gonna it was gonna cumulate with with the Amazing Spider-Man three, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and apparently that was AVA Red's brainchild. He was like, guys, 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 instead instead of doing like Avengers, why don't we just get the Sinister Sticks as our Avengers and then end with Spider-Man fighting fighting them? I feel like he never let that go, right? And he's still trying to bring it back. He's I, I really feel like he's trying to create this like team up of 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 Spider-Man villains. And my question is, okay, and who are they gonna fight? Who the fuck are they gonna fight? Madam Webb? The three spider ladies? Who the fuck are they gonna fight? They're gonna make up they're gonna do what uh what Shazam 2 did and make up some bullshit villain or something. Or find a way to make it work in a weird I don't way. Know. I don't know. Now now I have to ask is is I know Sony obviously owns all this stuff. If I'm if I'm Sony at this point, you look at what you've made, okay? And listen, I know you're excited for Craven the Hunter. I'm not. I thought well, you were. okay, okay. You you know who directed it though? I know. Oh, I'm aware. Margin Call guy. JC Chandler. Uh, yeah, JC Chandler, great director. Not denying that for a moment. So. Uh, that, I really that like a most have... violent year, by the way, folks. That's a great uh, movie. Yeah, most great. violent year. Give it a watch. It's great. Actually, one of the most interesting uses of cinematography is in that movie, but that's a separate discussion. Um, it's what is 
Uh, sorry. Uh, what's it? At this point, though, you look at what you've made and you realize, okay, guys, the only thing we've done that's worked is the Spider-Verse films. Only two of them so far. And there are now currently questions of whether the third one's going to even happen. It probably will, for the record. There's too much excitement around it. But if I'm Sony at that point, I'm like, guys, animation's like the one sense of hope we have here. So we need to double down on that and like just meditate on that for a while. And honestly, that's what they should do. It's just that they take their properties and do Spider-Verse level animated movies about that. That's, I think that's their only hope at this point. See, and then I, maybe after that they can forge something else. But they, they have new groundwork to do, and they need to show. Because guess what? There's a little secret, guys. Millennials like live-action uh, superhero movies, but when there's an animated superhero movie that's really good, we like it even more. That's the secret nobody wants to admit. I mean, listen, here's the thing. People like good movies. Of course, yeah. People like good movies. This movie suffered. I, this, listen. I know guys like Chris Stuckman don't want to shit on filmmakers. Uh, fine, fine. I think this was S.J. Clarkson. She had no control, and you know, going from. Let's hope this was an Alien Three in her future oh, yeah, blossoming yeah. Like, career. L- listen, I hope that. listen. That unaired Game of Thrones pilot, apparently. Like fucks, shook, apparently. apparently fucks right I, I think it was the one that had like naomi watts in it yes yes um it does. and she, again she was literally off she was given star trek 4 because of it mm-hmm. that's that alone tells al and i that it was good yeah like, and, and i've seen i've like seen that. succession i've seen her episode of succession it is an amazing episode and i've seen her her two episodes of defenders are one of the better ones right the show's not great but it's one of the better ones uh, and listen, the two writers, uh, I, Sazama and Sharpless, I, all I know is that people who've read like their scripts when they have full control over them have said that they're, they're good writers. Okay. I, I think these guys need to learn how to apply notes cause they apparently do not. Yeah. Uh, but that being said, listen, Dakota Johnson doesn't give a shit. The other three girls, uh, Sweeney, Merced, and O'Connor, they're just, they're like stock characters, and they're just there to just kind of look shocked, right? This could have, they could have easily have all been like one teenage character, and the film could have been a bit more dynamic. I don't know why they, I I feel like- at least gotten like a Doctor Strange sequel movie. I I, I feel like they did these three characters, because they were like, we need, we need costumes. We need to have, and, and they're not even in costume. The, the only time they're in costume is when, when she's having visions – when she's having vision of the futures or Sims having vision of the futures. And listen, Dahar Rahim – I'm – wait. Is is he who I think he is? Let me see. I don't know. Is he who I think he is? Da, 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 da. Uh, ba, ba, ba. Okay. At first, I, I thought – no, he – yeah, okay. So he's not. All right. Uh. I don't know if he has like a terrible, terrible accent, but the fact that his entire role got dubbed over does not lead me to think good things. But anyway, uh, you know who was like genuinely okay-ish in this scene? Adam Scott was okay-ish in this. Yeah, that's the shocking thing. Adam, like I legit could be like, yeah, Adam Scott should play Uncle Ben in the future. He has like, he was like the best version 
of like what you could expect a young Uncle Ben to be. Like you know, yes. like 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 yes, a uh, a uh, a uh, a uh, power uh, non powered Peter Parker who who is, you know, like a uh, like a guy who who's who's you know has a tough life but keeps his chin up. Like great great Ben Parker, straight up great mm-hmm. Ben Parker. It's yeah. still so weird though that like they treat him and his sister-in-law like 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 she's having his baby right it was really fucking weird and i'm just watching this and i'm like uh yeah when he goes like yeah this is serious i'm i think i i i i think i'm gonna propose to her blah 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 and i'm like oh i wonder who they got implies that him and matt you're right it implied that him and madam webb might have had a thing or something yeah yeah when she goes like oh okay and then you're like oh i wonder who they got to play uh to play aunt may and then when Emma Roberts appeared, I was like, Emma Roberts is on May? Okay, I guess. I mean, it does take place in the past, so that makes sense. And when she's like, yes, I'm pregnant, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, that's not on May. That's Peter Parker's mom. Wait, <laughs> what the? Like, and at first, I, like, again, in my my adult brain was like, what the? F- is Uncle Ben, like, daddy? What the fuck? And then yeah. when it was like, they go like, no, no, this is my sister-in-law. And I'm like, yeah, well, where's your where's your brother? Where's your brother? Right, I was like, okay, who do they got to play Richard Parker and um, May Parker, and who when cares? or May Riley? What the movies say, yeah. So it's it's that weird thing where I'm like, okay, but anyway. So this movie fucking sucks. Uh, see, you agree with me there, right? It fucking sucks. It fucking sucks. It's this no this this movie is a fucking fever dream. That's what I'm convinced of. It's just a goddamn fever dream that. It is unwatchable, but yes, to use our rating system, which I am apt to do, it fucking sucks. Can I ask you a question? Go for it. Was it worth, like, for me, I'll tell you it wasn't. It wasn't worth seeing this in the state of mind I was in. Like, like it was it, like, it was funny, but then I got so annoyed I walked out. Um, I, I think I actually, it was just worth it for me to see it in this state of mind more because not during, but after when I rewatched parts of it, I was like, Oh, this was actually this bad. Like that, that real, that click in my brain to like realize, Oh fuck. Like this is actually this incomprehensible. The continuity is this bad. Like once that, Oh yeah, dude, the continuity was so bad. Once that hit for me, I was like, that kind of made, seeing it in those two ways really worth it because it was like it i gained a perspective with how shitty it was i i i, was I, like, oh. I told uh i told a friend he's like he's like our, our, our mutual friend he yeah. goes like is it worth seeing it the way you saw it i'm like no i walked out and he's like you did not walk out i was like no i did walk out you i walked did, out and every time i thought about walking back in i would watch like 10 minutes and i would walk back out mm-hmm. <laughs> and he goes like oh my god and like listen we in this in this uh, on this uh, podcast, we don't make it a point to go s- seek out bad movies. We just thought no. it would be fun. Yeah. And it is fun for like the first 20 minutes, but afterwards you're just so annoyed over how bad it is. Like, I don't know, maybe that's just me. But anyway, anyway. No, it was bad, but you also don't like watching bad movies. So there's that. no, but no. I, unless it's The Room. Unless it's The Room. That's, yeah. The Room seems to transcend sense. all of that, right? Yep. It does. But anyway. Anyway, so this has been our review of Madam Web, or our takedown of Madam Web. Um, our takedown of Madam Web. I think this yeah. is like our first like explicit takedown of a movie we've ever done. Yeah, because we realized we could not talk about it. All right, cool. All so right. this has been What Do You Think? I'm Al. And I'm C. I was almost going to say something terrible. I'm not going to do that. And I'm C. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody.